Welcome to Rikozzi.tv, my international sports and sports comedy podcast. Wow, what a great week it's been. The AFL finals, four games were fantastic. Couple of the dogs won early, the first two games, and then the other games were as predicted by most. Also, CFL Labor Day weekend games, and they continue, and I will be in Calgary at the great tailgate party and then the game as Go Elks take on the Stampeders. So check out some of my YouTube videos on my Twitter and Facebook from past tailgate parties at the Stampeders. Well, I had a really fun time on Friday night. For the first time ever, I was on 6.30 Ched, that's AM radio here in Edmonton. Each uh, city's kind of got one of the sports news talk stations, like 5AA in Adelaide. Well, 6.30, Ched, I was on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. He's followed me on Twitter. I know Dave Campbell, the producer, and Morley Scott. Those two guys also cover the Elks and the Oilers at 6.30, Ched. So we talked all sorts of stories. He says, Mick, I want to talk about Australia, Aussie rules, football, and CFL, of course. So hope you can check that out. Go to mickozzie.tv slash CFL or also on your podcast medium of choice like Spotify, type in Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins and it'll be the September 2nd show. There's a 20-minute segment with my interview. That was a lot of fun. Well, as always on Friday nights, I'm on New York Sports Grid TV, Sirius XM Channel 159, sportsgrid.com, many more platforms all over the USA and Canada. Talking sports with Gabe Renzi. Like I said to a few people, I don't think there's anyone else promoting the CFL into the USA more than Gabe Renzi on his shows. On one of his guests talking CFL, there's Andrew McGuinness, there's Babano, there's Mo Khan, and probably others. So we promote the CFL into the massive USA market more than any other station, I believe. So Gabe is doing a great job with that. Also, obviously, Canada is their second most viewership. So let's now go to my segment, Friday Night on Sports Grid TV with Gabe and Dave talking AFL finals, CFL, college football, bit of Broncos and some laughs. In-game live all access continues. Uh, let's bring in uh, Mick Aussie right now. Oh, wait, wait. There, there's the coach. There's the coach. You got run by the Australian, bro. What was up? You got run. You got bumped. You got like knocked right out of the Brady Bunch box, bro. The Shady Bunch, you got like boom. You were like a footballer got booted. Poof, you were yeah. gone. The, 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 the kangaroo himself, Crocodile Dundee, done kicked me off. I mean, anyway, I know you guys got to talk Australian rules football here, but don't let the, co- let the coach say goodbye to his boys, Mick Aussie. I mean, gee whiz. A- Aussie, Aussie charging. That's a fifth foul for charging, you know. Yeah, I know. I've done it before. Bring in Mick Aussie right now. Yeah. Oh, what a night. What's man, going on, Mick? I'm good. I'm on the water, mate. I'm on the water. Oh. Yeah, on the water. Water and juice, mate. You're refreshing your body. Good for you. Good to see you, Mick. How you doing? Oh, stay hydrated, Mick. Mate, it's damn hot. 
been damn hot on the road all week, but still fun and looking forward, heading down the road on Monday morning to go to the big Labor Day Classic Go Alps at Stampeders. Should be a lot of fun. All right, see the, the Red Blacks right now. I'm not watching the game. I'm in Vegas right now, Mick. Uh, but they did, they did they did have it up on the board here. Uh, Red Blacks are up 11-10 on the Montreal Alouettes. So, yeah, David, they call it the Labor Day Classic in, uh, in the CFL. It's Every a big year? weekend in CFL football. Yeah, yeah. Same teams play. Toronto and Hamilton and Calgary and Edmonton. Oh. And uh, Winnipeg Winnipeg and Saskatchewan as well. And they call it the Banjo Bowl. Because oh. they said they're a bunch of hicks. Yeah. Like, just, like, they, there's a lot of just, yeah, just like, whose dog is so, that? Is that your dog? Is so that Lincoln? Whose dog is that, Bar Barkin? It's not me. I'm yeah, got Lincoln away. and Kelly. We've got two dogs here, and the dogs are barking in the AFL game. The first two finals games, <laughs> the underdogs nice have won. They've won. The Swans and the Lions. The underdogs have won. So, been exciting. Wow. How much? How much of underdogs were they, Mick? How big of like what? What were the point spreads? Oh, the Tigers were six and a half point favourite, but it was at Brisbane Lions and the Lions were going rough. It came down to the last kick of the night, nearly two point win. And then the Sydney Swans were about 13 point underdog to Melbourne Demons, the reigning champion wow. Lambs team in Melbourne. And the Swans got up. I told you the Swans were a chance last week and they may make the grand final now. Well, I tell you what, G-Long don't play around. They're not choking though. So let's get into this here right now. G-Long Cats and the Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood, uh, it's a 18 and a half, Mick. I see 18 and a half right now. It's minus 286 on the money line. What do you think of the G-Long Cat game? Oh, absolute ripper. The Cats finished two games clear on top. But it is actually a home game for the Collywobble Magpies because their home is the MCG. But because of the massive crowd they can get, they can get 90,000 there. Interesting. Geelong actually have an away game. But they play there a lot. They should be fine. I like the Cats to win. So take them on the 1-39 to 39 points. It pays better than Moneyline. But you know what? The Magpies might cover. They've won 12 of the last 13 the Cats have won 13 in a row, and the Collywobble Magpies finished 17th last year, and they ended up in the top four. Fantastic effort. They run. They run, run, run. So they might give the old fellas a shot. Fremantle and Western Bulldogs. The Dockers are minus 11.5 against Western. What's your pick? Yep, as you know, with my algorithm for NFL, I use it when I'm not sure who's going to win. So I've pulled it out and done it for oh the AFL this Whoa. week. Yep. Oh, yeah, the read it. What, what, what are the elements? Oh, exactly the same as the NFL, except for two. Instead of better quarterback, I have better star players, and the dogs have Marcus Bontempelli, so they got a couple of points there. It's in, it's in Perth, the home of the Dockers, couple of key injuries. Dockers might get it done at home, but if it comes in wet, watch out for the dogs. And they made the grand final last year, but they've been up and down. They only just made the eight because the Carlton Blues, <laughs> they lost and got out just. Dockers to win, dogs to cover, I think. Wow. Playoff time, Dave. So when was this... Uh... 
I need I need to know who's going to win the Labor Day game that that Mick's going to be at. Is it is it Edmonton or Calgary? Uh, That's all I want to know. Like, I mean, he's going to be there. What's the line, and who's going to win that game, Mick? Well, Gabe will probably agree. The Elks are not going too well. They won two weeks ago in Ottawa and then didn't even get their first home win last week against the oh, Red Black. They came oh. in terrible. 12 home losses played. in a row. So, Mick, yeah, you're going all the way to Calgary. So, yeah, he's not even – he's going to another city, Dave, not just uh, going to see the game. Road he's going all the way to Calgary from Edmonton. How far so is that? Cal Calgary's going to blow him out. How long of a drive, Mick? Oh, it's yeah. a how long of a drive, Mick? It's a three-hour drive straight south, and it's crazy, mate. People drive like idiots, so it's a bit <laughs> nuts. But I have Tuesday off. We got Monday night in Motel Village, right across the road from McMahon Stadium. There's 35 of us sitting together, Elks fans. My buddy Section O organised that, wow. so we're going to be there. But Kenny Lawler's out. Their best receivers out. Take the stamps to win. But this is what they're oh, like. Really, yeah. They get it with Eric and Dave, and they start fancy pantsing around to the crowd and the women in the crowd. So the Elks might get a backdoor cover, hopefully. But I hope they win it all. <laughs> it makes so. Um, wow. Before we get you out of here, Mick, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Banjo Bowl, um, minus three and a half. Totals 45 and a half. And then you got the Argonauts and the Ticats. What are your picks for the other games? Oh, Dave, it's crazy in Regina. The fans there, the watermelon heads, they they hang outside the Bombers Hotel and yell and scream so they can't sleep. The Bombers got to stay out of the city. I think the Bombers will get it done, even though the Riders have won a lot more of this game at their home field. And the Tiger Cats and Argos, my God, Tiger Cats, they're going terrible. I think the Argos might get that done. And the Dane Evans, oh, my God. Tiger Cats wish would have wished they kept Masoli for sure it's at quarterback. Now you're right, Mick. At some point, it, yeah, you just have to say, you know what? Maybe Hamilton just suck. Right? It's like, well, they have bad luck. They have this. It's that. It's like, no, they just they, they can't get out of their own way. I don't know, man. Toronto and Hamilton, this is the fourth time they've played each other in like the last five weeks or something. Wow. And it seems like it's just over and over and over. And Toronto have gotten better out of them two or three times. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they beat them. Again, we've got time to break it down. That game is only on Monday. All right, Mick. So, listen, we know you love all football. You love CFL football. Get ready for the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks next week. You love AFL football. What about college football, Mick? Have you come around? Uh, have you soaked in American Ooh. college football yet? I know there's a Ooh. lot of teams for you to grasp in all this. You're like, what the hell's going on with this stuff? Yes, when I was single, I used to watch it more on Saturday nights, but CFL's my main thing this time of year. I used to be an Oregon Ducks fan. Um, so, yeah, I follow it, but don't watch a lot. But talking about NFL, your buddy on Sports Grid with Pharrell, Adam Kaplan, picked the Denver Broncos to challenge your Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship. Can you believe that game, eh? Um, they wouldn't. I don't he think did. it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. Uh, Mick, Penn State, get on board now, Mick. If you need to pick oh, a team, yeah, just jump yeah, on no, Penn there's, State. There's the high, yeah, there's you the can high ride with there. me here a little bit. You know, you got that no, nice. No hat. jokes. No, no, no comments, Mick. Oh, no jokes. No jokes. Don't, 
doing jokes. What's he doing now? He's snapping. I don't even know what that's supposed to. What is that supposed to? Like I don't even want to know. I was going to ask him, what is that supposed to mean? I don't want to know. I don't know. No, no, no. Don't. No question was asked. Follow Mick on Twitter and Mick Aussie. No answers. No follow up. Just cut his mic. My pen's in a bad state. My pen's in a bad state. That's all. Wow. Pen. All right. It's okay. Goodbye, Mick. Pretty pretty good, Mick. Except you just broke your own pen. Well, that was some good laughs with Gabe and Dave. See, last week, all I mentioned was Penn State, and I'm glad Michael O'Connor, the BC Lions quarterback, got out of there mentally okay because of their trouble there. Oh, with Jerry Sandusky about 10 to 15 years ago. Google it if you don't know the story. They thought I was cracking a joke. All I did was make a statement and kept talking. So that was uh, a little dig back tonight with my... Pen in a bad state, as Dave shows me his Penn State cap. So now, let's go to Thursday's show with a yank on the footy. Craig Wessels is in Ohio, and uh, he's been loving the AFL for about six years, and this is episode 198 of his podcast. So I've been on for the last 12 or so weeks doing AFL tips, picks, AFL news and also some laughs. So this is part of the show and you can also obviously go to a yank on the footy and find this whole 45 minute plus show from Thursday. And I've included in this segment the full rundown of my MMMMM, my NFL money line multi margin mathematics equation which I've done well with in the NFL. So I applied that to the AFL Dogs Dockers game, and it's really interesting. Obviously, it doesn't work all the time. Of course it doesn't. If it did, I'd be rich. But it gives me a really good guide, and it makes you think about all the factors that can go into an AFL win or loss. So let's go. Part of A Yank of the Footy, episode 198. Now in its third year, it's A Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 198 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving the episode a listen, and it is finals time. I'll be going through my tips for the first round of finals with my special guest. Don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note over on my socials. You can shoot me an email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can leave me a note on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram or even LinkedIn. love being able to uh, share the, uh, the exploits and the uh, successes of the local footy clubs to help me learn the landscape a little bit. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as we call him here in North America, MickAussie. Uh, beloved term of endearment there. Uh, Mick has spent the last couple of decades running his sports comedy channel, uh, talking about the NFL, the AFL, of course, the Canadian Football League, and a few other things mixed in there as well. He appears regularly on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morenci. And Mick was a very solid football player himself uh, in South Australia and later on for a while in the Northern Territory. 
Now, the club of this week's episode are the Inglewood Mighty Blues. And the Mighty Blues play in the Loddon Valley Football League and play their home games at the Inglewood Community Sports Center. And for those of you that don't know, Inglewood is located northwest of Bendigo in north-central Victoria. And uh, I think it's on the A79, if I'm not mistaken. The club fields three footy teams, uh, the seniors, reserves, and under-18s, along with seven different netball teams. Now, next week, the club is going to be having their senior presentation night on September the 10th, beginning at 6.30. It's a club that's been around since 1876. But before they have that senior presentation night, they've got some other business to take care of. This Saturday, the under-18 side is facing off against Bridgewater in the preliminary finals in the uh, Loddon Valley Football League. So best of luck to the Mighty Blues this weekend. Go get that W. And again, this week's Club of the Episode was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Mick, thanks so very much, man. Remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. So let's go ahead and dive into my uh, chat with Mick. And we're going to get into the four games this week, talk about some other things that are in the news. And, uh, well, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to have uh, Kim Harrison or Mick Aussie back with me uh, to tip the first round of finals. Mick, has it cooled off yet in Edmonton? Oh, it's been one of the hottest streaks since I've been here. And 32 degrees here feels like 40 back home. But it's all good because the AFL finals are here and we're starting in a few hours time. So can't wait. Should be an unbelievable final series. I, I can't wait either. Now I have to ask you. I have to ask you a professional question about your job. Do uh, when you're when you are at your job and uh, you know some you know somebody that has ordered you know like one of those meal kits or something that gets shipped with the dry ice. Do you ask them to if they're home? Do you ask them to just open it and let you have the dry ice? You can take it, put it back on the seat, and just sit on that <laughs> as you drive around. <laughs> <laughs> uh deliver a bit of dry ice but yeah it's been hot it's been really oh. hot and i'm heading down to calgary for the cfl labor day on monday and it's edmonton elks and calgary traditional rivalry but it's looking like it's going to be 29 so i hope it cools wow. off a bit because wow. that'll be hot sitting in the sun at 2 30 in the afternoon it will it will but the beer will taste pretty good right yeah now is, is is it molson or labats out there Ah, wow. It's Molson Canadian, unfortunately. I'm a, I like the Budweiser. That's my favorite. Okay. Okay. 5% Canadian brewed, more than you U.S. guys have got. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a beer um, <laughs> or pizza or a hot dog or anything, <laughs> but, but it's worked out. So, you yeah. know, we've got finals coming up, but there's other things that are happening as well. Um, you know, one of the biggies that I saw you know, kind of the big story that's not really finals related was that Hawthorne has actually told Tom Mitchell, hey, go find a new home. We'd really rather you not be around here anymore. We want to plug somebody else into your spot. I mean, that's... It, it's I, like, it's did, cutthroat. I did see that, and I believe Bombers might be interested. Well, I hope the Adelaide Crows are on the phone because we need a skillful on-bowler that can still run. He's not real quick. But he runs better than the Crouch boys, and uh, I'd dirt, certainly take him at the Crows. Okay, yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I think uh, some of the Essendon fans that I've seen online were not terribly thrilled by it. You know, their comments were, you know, he gets a lot of disposals, but he doesn't necessarily do much with the ball 
when he's got it in hand. He's he's great at collecting stats. So if you so if you could trade him to a super coach team, I guess that would be that would be preferable. <laughs> Some people might be thinking, uh, yeah. So it's it's you know we're getting close to where the I don't not necessarily the silly time, but you know with the trade period. And it's really interesting the whole you know getting the trade period done immediately after you know the the, the grand final and whoever ends up winning it this year, it's like okay, hey, you got your medal. Um, you're leaving now. We're we're going to go ahead and trade you, and it's like the next day almost. We have two weeks to get it done. It's 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 so quick, which means that they've really got to be efficient and organized in those front offices. Yeah, well, glad it's not as cutthroat as the U.S. sport, but it's really interesting with uh, the Isaac Rankin because I listen to the Perth boys and then I listen to the SA boys and. You know, Adelaide's pretty happy that Rankin might be coming back and they're not too worried they'll overpay for him. But then when you hear the Perth boys, it's really interesting because when Rankin and Lacocious got drafted by the Suns, the Adelaide Crows apparently said, hey, buyer beware because, you know, they might want to come home to Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So the Suns are going to hold out and probably get as much as they can out of the Crows. And I don't blame them. Don't blame them at all. I think they have what pick five this year in the draft. I think it's pick five, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, that's, like that, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's, if that's too much to get for him, you know, does, does gold coast then have to send back like a third or fourth round pick to kind of make it more palatable for, for Adelaide? I don't know, but you know, you know, I think even without him there in gold coast next year, I, I think they're still going to be maybe a trendy pick to make the eight next year. I really do. Yeah, yeah, but the the Perth guys were saying that that was that was on the edge of uh, tampering in the draft, and mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that sort of stuff. So my home team, the Crows, are going to overpay for Rankin. Now, have they? And this is something I don't know because I guess I, I've never never explored this before. But do you know, you know, like in the NFL, that there have been instances where the league has stripped away a draft pick from a team. You know, they had like the the deflate gate thing where they were, you know, they were deflating balls with New England. And I think they took a took away a first round draft pick. And just recently, I think New Orleans lost a mid round draft pick for something that they had done as well. Has that ever happened in, in the AFL or VFL? No, sadly, my Crows boys got in trouble probably or oh, maybe 15 years ago with a player that went to Sydney. So yes, it does happen. Okay. But the AFL, they're not as strict as over here on the NFL okay. side. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, you know, we've got we've got four games to talk about. You know, the AFLW got started this week. I, I was able to watch a couple games. Um, you know, I I gonna I am gonna go back and watch, and I'll pop them on when I get the opportunity. I was you know, the the Adelaide uh, and Melbourne rematch was was a great great matchup, and and you know it was. I was a little concerned what's Adelaide going to look like without, you know, Aaron Phillips there, but they were running, they were running on all cylinders. Um, the Brisbane game, I didn't watch the game, but I saw that they, they put 76 points up on the board, uh, which is a, a huge number in, in the AFLW. And, and I think that that's something that is probably going to start happening more and more as the skill sets get better. But the, the club that I was impressed by was Essendon. You know, they brought in, you know, they brought in Bonnie too good from, uh, from the Bulldogs, you know, Danny Marshall, who was with the Bulldogs previously there, uh, Maddie Prispakis, who came over from, from Carlton. And it was, it was a very, very competitive game that they played, but they pulled away late. And the Richmond and Geelong game, 
low scoring. I think there were like three goals scored in the entire game, but it was one of the hardest hitting games I've seen in, in footy period, whether it's the men's comp or the women's comp, they just were beating the hell out of each other in that game in between, in between the circles. It was just, you know, and I, and I think part of it is because, you know, Richmond, you know, even though it's the women's club, they were upset. They actually had to come to Geelong. Uh, yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta focus on the NFL, the CFL, and the AFL, but yeah. I will keep an eye on the AFLW, and I did watch some highlights, and I was particularly interested in the Port Adelaide Power with Aaron Phillips there, mm-hmm. and I looked and I see she didn't get in the best players, so I wondered why, and then I heard that she got a corky, which yeah. is a a knee into the driver, the quad muscle, so right, she right. got hurt early, but I think she kept playing, but. Yeah, got a strong interest in her. I uh, yeah. know the family a little bit, so she's amazing, amazing yeah, person. Ab- absolutely, yeah. So, and then you know the last game is is kind of a unique one because uh, you know you've got you know club that that kind of got in you know at at the tail end of things. You know the Bulldogs. We weren't sure if they were going to be in. They're going to be out. You've got Fremantle hosting the Bulldogs. I, you know we know that uh, Nat Fife is out. Uh, looks like Matthew Taberner is going to be out for Fremantle. Uh, just saw today that uh, Libertori is going to be out for the Bulldogs. And, and he's kind of been the, you know, the, like Daryl Strawberry was with the New York Mets back in the eighties, you know, the straw that stirs the drink, you know, Libertori kind of been that for the Bulldogs this year. He's kind of been their, their little engine that hit for that club. So, I mean, this going into a, a, uh, an elimination final. And I know you would, you'd mentioned that you did an awful lot of homework on this game. So I'm looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are on this. All right. Well, before I go into the calculation, remember the Dockers beat the Dogs in round 21 in Melbourne at Marvel. And a very interesting game. So I'll quickly talk about something I did on Sports Grid a couple of years ago. When I wasn't sure of who to pick in the NFL, I started writing down extra little points and I ended up with like, 13 or 14 different factors to decide who I wanted to pick in the NFL. So I've applied that to this game and it's really interesting, but it only works when you're not sure of who's going to win. Uh So if you like, I'll run through say three or four at a time and then I'll have a break and you can comment. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Item A, and you can have zero to six points in this. The NFL, I have between zero and three on each item. So item A is gut feel. Gut feel is really important. People laugh at that, but gut feel encompasses everything in the back of your mind to do with the game. I have a gut feel the Dockers will win, so I've given them two points. Item B, recent record. Well, they've both won three of the last five games, so no points there. Item C, home field advantage. I've given six points there to the Dockers, so between one to two goals. Hang on one second second before you go on. What's this home field advantage stuff you speak of? Oh, okay, go ahead, continue. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) <laughs> All right, one more before I hand it back to you. Item D, when the NFL I have better quarterback, which is so important. So I've changed that to better star players. Well, the dogs have got Bonton Pelly, mm-hmm. absolute legend, game changer. 
So I'll give two points to the dogs there. Okay. Well, after the first four items, I have the Dockers winning by six points. Over to you, then I'll come back with more of the items. No, that make that makes sense. You know, I, I so two is your is this kind of like a boxing thing where you could score like an you know like an eight, nine, ten, that sort of thing where the two points could be could have been one point or three points, or did you say all the way up to six? Well, yeah, I've got each item I can go between zero okay. and six points. Okay. So it's just my so, feel yeah, for so it. Yeah, so I think, I think two is pretty accurate in terms of star, the star players because, you know, I think, you know, you know, Brayshaw, you know, is, is, you know, is probably a future Brownlow winner um, in their midfield, you know. So that's, that's a uh, – I think that's a um, – that's not a bad – not a bad choice there. So, yeah, I, I agree with you so far. I think, you know, home field advantage certainly – certainly does help in that situation all right i'll do a few more then back to you item e injuries very important well nate fife is out tabernard's probably out for the dockers the dogs you got libertory out and wallace out so i've given no advantage there they've both got some injuries item f current record so basically the season record well, the Dockers finished fifth and the Dogs eighth, so I've given two points to the Dockers. Item G, coaching advantage. Wow, I like both coaches. Longmuir has been fantastic, but I'm going to give a couple of points to the Dogs here because of Luke Beveridge's finals experience might come into play. So after eight items, I still have the Dockers by six points back to you with your thoughts okay the 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 injury one i think that i think you almost have to give a bit of an advantage to the to the dockers on this one because yeah nat nat fife is out but he's only played two four he's only played seven games all year to begin with i mean the doc the dockers you know got to the number five spot on the ladder basically without him okay you know they uh you know they won. They won. They went four, two, and one when he played. So okay, yeah, they did win a couple more games. But you know, you know the games that he, you know, he won. You know, one of the games they won, he had nine disposals. The draw, he had seven. Um, you know the two. You know the games that he lost. They lost. He had fifteen disposals and eleven disposals respectively. So he wasn't terribly impactful in either of those. So yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic player when he's healthy. But he's just. I don't think he's been healthy all year. And I don't know. I don't know if he will be healthy this year if they if they play beyond this week so you know i yeah taverner is, is a big out for them yes uh but if lobs back in if his shoulder's healthy um i just i just think that libertory seems to be that to, to me he is the guy that is just he's kind of in a way you know kind of like that johnny on the spot guy he's he's in a way he's kind of like collingwood's you know brody Majacek. he's just always in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and and who's going to be able to step in for the Bulldogs to do that? Okay, I will I will add two points <laughs> to the to the Dockers for you there. I will. So at the end of the calculation, I will change it. And you're right. You're probably right. So that is great feedback. All right, ready for me to keep going? Sure thing. All right, item H, recent record versus the opponent. Well, I'm going to give three points to the Dockers here because of that big win over the Dogs in Melbourne in round 21. Now they got them at, at home. 
Yes, at yes. Home. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Item home, I. Home on the range. <laughs> <laughs> Item I. This is a big one when I do the NFL. Who my favorite AFLers pick, as in media people, my dad and so forth. Okay. Well, I haven't heard too many picks just yet because they'll be coming out tomorrow. But I believe the Perth boys are going for Dockers, and I think most people might be going for the Dockers. So I'll give them one point. One more before I hand it over to you. Weather. Wow. There is a fair chance that it's going to rain. 70% chance of rain? No? Okay. No, maybe no, no. no. I, don't know about, I don't know about the weather, but I'm just – Go ahead. Um, All go right. Ahead. Well, I'll hand it back in a minute. If it's raining, that I believe is an advantage to the dogs. I think I'm going so to give too. the I dogs so four points there. Back to you. No, I, w- I was thinking that exact same thing there. If it's raining, I know that has been, you know, because I, I, I stopped by. You know the discussion boards for for all eighteen clubs, and I know there have been a few games this year where the Dockers have played in bad weather, and they've played bad in bad weather. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So they better be praying for sunshine at Optus, uh, <laughs> you know, or or figure out a way to you know that to, to just. I saw a video not long ago of when they were trying to dry off the ground at, at uh, GMBHA Stadium, where they actually brought a helicopter in and dropped the helicopter down to like about five feet off the ground to just, just start have the, 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 the force of the helicopter blades just trying to you know, dry up the ground a little bit there. They better have a whole fleet of them hovering over Optus Stadium in order to do that, or, or like a really big shop back. Uh, but I, just, I, think, yeah, the four, for, I think that really helps the Bulldogs a lot there. Um, because the, the, the Dockers have not exactly been great mutters, if you will. Yeah, because it's obviously a lot wetter in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and the dogs play in Melbourne a lot more. Okay, I've got two more to go. Well, item K I've deleted, because in the NFL I've got turnovers. Well, I haven't considered anything for the AFL. Item L, chance of a mental letdown. Well, both teams should be absolutely fired up, so I don't think there's any advantage either team there. Item M, the last one. Players with previous finals experience. Well, I've given the dogs a couple of points there. Absolutely, I have. You should. So with all that, my calculation came out to the Dockers by four, but with your two points added for the injuries, It comes out to the Dockers by six points. Thus, take the dogs to cover the 12 and a half. Okay. Okay. And like I said, this is anything can happen in a game, but I use this when I'm not sure of who's going to win. And in the Super Bowl, when the Chiefs played the 49ers, I had the Chiefs by 10 and they won by 11. So it made wow. some good, uh, well, got I, some good publicity out of that on sports. I, grid. I had jotted, I had jotted the Dockers down to take this one by eight. And I, I there had not, I had not looked at the weather at all, but you know, when you mentioned that it's looking like 70% chance of rain, you know, that's, uh, that has not played very well for them uh, when they've had to play in the wet. Now I, and again, I don't know, 
and I think I asked this question. I actually asked this question of some of the Dockers supporters. I said, well, you know, I know in the NFL and I'm sure probably the CFL, they do it as well, where when they're when they're practicing, you know, once the weather starts to get bad, where it's cold or if it's going to be rainy, where they'll actually train with the footballs being wet really? or the footballs being, you know, almost frozen to get them accustomed to playing with the ball in that format. And I, and I asked, I said, you know, do footy clubs, you know, have the big trash barrel filled with water that they keep the footballs in to keep them wet for practice so the, the club is having to get a, you know, acclimatized, if you will, to using a wet ball throughout the game. And I, I, I think some people said that they believe that they did, but I, you know, again, I, I, I don't know that for a fact because, you know, I, I've never seen it referenced anywhere, but it would shock me if that they didn't do that, quite frankly. Yeah, I think the Dockers need to, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think, you know, play, you know, play, you know you know, whatever, whatever, whatever Tom Hawkins is putting on his shoulders before the first bounce, maybe have all the players put that on their hands. So they're used to playing it with simulating wetness, if you will, um, and having wet hands. I don't know if that would, uh, if that would suffice, but yeah, I think the Dockers at home. And again, you know, there's that home field advantage. You know, the, the number five club in the comp got a home game and the number six club in the comp got a home game. And the number oh, two here we comp go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But the number one club gets to go on the road 90 kilometers north to go play a home game somewhere. <laughs> oh, shit. I need a tissue. Where's the handkerchief? I need my handkerchief to give to you. <laughs> so I know I'm going to catch flack from, from Magpie supporters. And you know what? I'll just deal with it. It's okay. I, it'll, it'll, if, the, if the Cats win, it'll just make it all that much sweeter. Um, you know, and I haven't looked, uh, you know, what happens should, you know, I, I haven't hopped onto the, uh, the squiggle thing lately to see what happens if, you know, who, who would play whom after these. So if we go by our predictions and we, we I think we agreed, we said cats. Yeah. We said cats, dockers, tigers, and both of us said D's, right? Yes. Yeah. So that would then next round, you would have, you would have the pies getting to play another game at their home park against Fremantle and the Swans hosting the Tigers. Right. Yes. And you know, the, the winner, the winner of the D's uh, the winner of the, uh, the pies and Dockers would face off against the D's and the winner of Sydney and Richmond would face off against the cats. So yeah, there you go. I'm uh, I'm hoping for, I tip Richmond, but I'm, I'm hoping Brisbane wins this one because then maybe the cats do get, you know, maybe they don't get a home home game, but not all the Brisbane supporters are going to be flying down from uh, Queensland to come to the game. So maybe we can, you know, put a lot more cat supporters in the stands. So it, it seems more like a home game for them. If that, if they, if they get by this one here, you know, so yeah. So I, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but again, you know, the Cleveland Brown sport fan in me, you know, that, that glass is, 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 you know, they've been half empty since they, since they learned how to blow glass. Uh, so. And it's going to stay that way this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, I, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I, you know, as if you, if you're an NFL fan that's listening to this, you know, and you've not read up on what the, the guy who's going to be the new quarterback for the Browns has done I, as, as a, I've been a Browns fan for over 50 years. And I and I I feel like every after every time I watch the game I'm I'm gonna need to take a shower because I'm just gonna feel dirty after yeah. having watched watched them play I just I I I'm really not granted I'm not sure Baker Mayfield was the answer long term 
but I just, I just, I just think we, we, I don't want to say we sold our soul, but I just, and again, maybe they didn't know all of the allegations, but I think he's a scumbag. I'm sorry. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, Dirtbag, deviant, yeah. sick, sick, sick man. Oh, yeah. Preying on people with his yeah. fame. Terrible. I just, I just I'm, I, I, I've. I worry that this is, you know, I've already been driven away from baseball. I worry about this driving me away from watching the NFL either. I'm not going to switch, you know, teams that I support. I'm not, I will not become a, a Steelers supporter. I won't be, I won't, you know, decide to choose, you know, I'm not going to be a Broncos fan. And you can just, you can like toss that out the window right there. I will never be a Broncos fan. I hate John Elway. Okay. Look at that beautiful yeah, I, logo. I, beautiful, beautiful logo. Look at it. It's a we'll, beautiful we'll logo. Take it. Come on, join the Broncos. No, thank you. Okay then. I, I, I appreciate the invite, but I, I, that would never happen. I've had my heart broken too many times by the Denver Broncos. So, <laughs> broken, ripped out, whatever. You know, you got. Have you ever gone back and watched the the, the games from the 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 playoff games from '86 and '87? Oh. <sighs> You have to go back and watch those so you know exactly where I'm coming from. The drive, right. the fumble. You know, you got to go back and watch those things because it's <laughs> it's just it just ripped ripped the hearts out of Cleveland Browns fans. It just <laughs> oh god, I just I hate John Elway. I do, oh. I do. So Mick, where can people find you? And hopefully it's not at John Elway's house because we're never talking again if that's the case. Oh, well, if you check out my mcozzy.tv slash NFL section, you'll see that I'm in the Broncos locker rooms interviewing Ed McCaffrey, Rod Smith, and Bill Romanowski. So there you go. Hope you watch that one, mcozzy.tv. And uh, <laughs> looking forward to, again, doing uh, Sports Grid Friday night, sportsgrid.tv, um, Sports Grid on YouTube. So we talk AFL Friday nights at, 8, 10 Eastern. So is, is Gabe going to be mad at you? Uh, well, there were no games last week in terms of the AFL, but you know, we didn't talk the previous week. So was he mad at you about the games from round 23 or was he okay? Uh, he was okay, but he did quickly ask for me for a pick. So I told him the picks for the first two games mm-hmm. of the Tigers and the Demons because they will be played before I come on Friday night. And I also gave him my top three best bets for the grand final, that okay. being the Cats, the Demons, and the Swans. I think okay. it'll be out of those three. But who knows? I hope I hope someone comes from nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but you know what I mean. It could. I'd like to see the Dockers get up there, for example, or the Dogs. I don't really care, you know. Yeah, I. You know, of course, yeah, I. You know, my 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 adopted club is playing, so of course I w- I would like to see them win. Um, but as I've always said, then I want to watch three other great games this weekend. You know, actually, I would love to watch 12, but I just don't know if I have the time for it. And Ohio State plays Notre Dame this weekend, too, so college football kicks off. But it, college football now is basically professional football with those NIL deals that have been worked out for the players. You know, so it's uh, – I I'm, I'm I might have to start reading a lot more now because, I, I you know, the, the sports that I've loved have, have, have just changed – so much you know where they're 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 giving a college student you know a million dollar deal to come play football at that at that college where they're supposed to be there to get an education and i just i 
I guess I, it gets one of those things, I guess I understand. It just doesn't make it any more palatable. Um, but I guess if businesses want to spend that money on stuff, I guess they're going to pass along the cost to us. So, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, um, home games. Good. I'll, I'll write that down. I'll, <laughs> I'll research those. So. <laughs> but Mick, I hope you have a, I hope you get a, a nice break in the weather. I hope I hope it is actually uh, about 20 degrees and rainy in Calgary this weekend, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be. Um, you know, because you have a much you know, but nice nicer uh, game to watch. Maybe not the rain, but 20 degrees would be much nicer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll leave you on a couple of things. I know you probably did your in your preview talking about the games on US TV. Well, TSN in Canada. The biggest sports network, cable TV, they are showing all four games live this weekend. They're showing two AFLW games as well. So that is fantastic. Outstanding. And leave you on this note, as always, kids, don't put your mouth guard in your sock when you're shooting for goal because it's unnecessary, unhealthy, and it will unbalance you. (laughs) Hope you have a great weekend, mate, and uh, go the Cats. I'm hoping they win. I do too, man. I do too. All right, Mick, thanks a lot, man. That was an awful lot of fun. Now, again, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you can find everything about the podcast. You can read my blog there. I'm starting to post on there a little bit more frequently. You can get signed up on the mailing list. Of course, you can leave a review. That would be a huge help. You can check out the reviews that other people have written as well. I've shared a few of those on social media, but I love being able to to get the validation, if you will, from people that, that say, hey, this is a show worth spending your time on because there are so many different podcasts out there to listen to. And those of you who are listening, I cannot thank you enough for, you know, finding time in your listening schedule for myself. And folks, look out for each other. I hope you'll consider helping out with the little project that I mentioned at the outset. And give your friends and family a call. Check up on them. Make sure they're okay. Tell them you love them. Take them out for a coffee. Take them to the footy if you can get a ticket. Take me to the footy if you can get a ticket. I guess we need an airline ticket first. And folks, thanks so much for your kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, if you had not listened, uh, the last couple of episodes were uh, a, a two-part interview with uh, Barry Cheatley, who played for a number of years with the Ruse and then went on to become the marketing manager for the Ruse for over 20 years and in many ways revolutionized the way that uh, footy clubs went about generating revenue. So enough about that. I do hope you'll check those out. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels. Don't let that dribble kick hit the post. I will catch you later. Well, I hope you enjoyed part of a Yank on the Footies podcast. Well, we've got Labor Day in Calgary, heading there Monday morning, staying there Monday night. Should be a lot of fun. So I'll be doing some pictures and videos on my Twitter at Mick Aussie from the tailgate and from the game. And then this week, I will be doing the Go Elks Pick 6 show again with Richard Bagan on the field of Commonwealth Stadium. And it will be about the Elks versus the Stampeders slash Edmonton versus Calgary rivalry. So what do I have in store for my mates at the Stampeders and the people in Calgary? Ah, I got something planned, so we'll see how that goes. So again, check out mickozzy.tv, mykozzy.tv for all my latest videos, pictures, 
podcasts, links to many past YouTube shows, lots of sports and sports comedy. And as I said, it does annoy me. AFL players, you young kids, don't stick your mouth guard in your sock when you're shooting for goal. Because seriously, it's unhealthy and it will unbalance you and it's unnecessary and you probably kick a point. <laughs> because he dot TV.